You are listening to Christ's Reward Podcast. You are about to hear the gospel being shared in a live interaction. We hope you are encouraged by the testimonies and training from this week. All right. Well, hey, guys, this is Wade Aaron with Christ's Reward Podcast. And this week, I am here with Jeff Simons. Jeff, glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. Well, hey, guys, uh, hopefully you've been challenged and, and trying to take steps of faith as you've been listening to the show. Uh, you've been hearing different testimonies. Last uh, two weeks ago, you heard from Daniel Hoyos, interaction we had in New York. Uh, this week, I'm with Jeff uh, Simons. I'm going to give Jeff the opportunity to share a little bit about of who he is uh, and, you know, is he married? Does he have a family? What does he do for work? So, Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, first and foremost, uh, follow Jesus. More than anything else, that's what how I identify is <laughs> I follow Jesus. Um, married, we have two and a half kids. There's a whole story behind the half. <laughs> but um, I work in IT full time. Uh, we also have a nonprofit ministry that I run on the side, I guess, with uh, a friend of mine who's a pastor in Kansas City, Cody Purcell. We minister primarily internationally. Uh, it's a mission-based ministry. And we've also recently launched a house church group that we have one here, and we're launching two more in Arkansas in the next next couple of weeks. So I don't know what title goes with that, but I'm just following where the Lord leads. Yeah, so we've got Jeff here, IT evangelist and house church planter. <laughs> so uh, he's wearing multiple hats, and those that are listening, you're probably all wearing multiple hats as well, so uh, I'm sure some of you can relate. So this week, uh, as we talk about uh, Jeff and some of the things that are in his heart, we're going to talk about uh, Isaiah 53 uh, and different aspects around that and the simplicity of the gospel, and I'm sure we'll cover more than just Isaiah 53. Uh, but sometimes with evangelism, uh, you can overcomplicate the gospel. Sometimes you can overcomplicate your message, and you can overcomplicate the gospel in your own life, in your family's life, in your co-worker's life. And so we're going to just process how simple the gospel is. And so, Jeff, uh, just as when you think about the simplicity of the gospel, uh, just share your heart a little bit behind that and what that looks like and what, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think... Um, I I agree with you 100%. We we can really overcomplicate the gospel. It's a simple message, and it's so simple a child can understand it. Uh, we tend to be pretty heady in our in our approach to things. We want to have all the different aspects of it figured out before we try to communicate it to somebody else. But um, but that's not what we see in the life of Jesus. We see with with Jesus with the man at the Gatherings one encounter, and he sends him off as an evangelist to the whole city, um, that all it takes is one encounter with Jesus, that where you were one way, you were in bondage to sin, you've come into an encounter with Jesus, you've given your life to Jesus, you know that he is who he says he is, and then afterwards everything is changed. Um, and we can complicate it in a lot of different ways and try to throw in all the different doctrines and things like that, but it, it really comes back to the foundation. It's about Jesus. And it's not about, you know, my story or somebody else's story or, you know, what you've heard of. Um, and one of the things that, that we encourage people when we're, we're sharing the gospel on missions is keep it simple and keep it in the word. Um, the truth is, is where the power is. The truth of the gospel is where the power is. 
and you don't have you're not responsible for any of those things the power is in the message of Jesus Christ and if we communicate that clearly then people will they can't help but come running to him because when you're in darkness and you see the light you have one of two responses and and most people authentically want to be free from darkness some people really do want to keep running in 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 that darkness but i'd say that's the exception um so that, to me it's it's all about transformation you know you were were in bondage to sin and now we get to serve him yeah i think that's really good because sometimes like you said you can make it heady yeah you can make what what is the gospel how do i share this and you know, you can almost make it like, I've got to know more, which it's good to know the word more. It's good to know Christ more. It's good to know the message. But right. at the end of the day, sometimes you can over overthink it and not do anything. You know, it's you make yourself in a standstill in your job and you're with a coworker or a, wherever you're at. And you're like, well, you know, I don't I don't know enough to be able to share. And I think that's the key is the simplicity. But it's also the work of the Holy Spirit as you're sharing uh, it's just sharing the mess of Jesus. So something I like that you, you said also was you said it's Jesus. Jesus is the good news. Jesus is the simplicity and That's how right. he changes lives. Uh, you know, I think uh, just something I want to process with you is is talking about you talk. You mentioned that, you know, sometimes people do get heady. Uh, I don't know if you've you've been on a journey yourself. You're going praying for people and different things like that. How have you overcome kind of that that aspect of just keeping it simple uh, maybe you have a testimony or something of just how you've kept the gospel simple without making it head too heady or maybe you you've made some mistakes where you did make it too too much up here or maybe you've seen it in other people's lives so i don't know if you have some stories or examples you'd like to the process with people uh and uh so if you want to share that it'd be awesome yeah i think uh a lot of and a lot of my experiences have been here in texas so not exclusively but a lot of them have and it's different communicating the gospel from, you know, when we do a crusade internationally where your audience, it's an audience. They're, they're in receiver-only mode versus a dialogue that you get one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, when, we, when we do the dialogue and the one-on-one -on -one interactions, and it's not an either-or, you know, it's, it's both-and. We need to be willing to share the gospel when we're at the supermarket and when we're, you know, in front of thousands of people on a stage. It really doesn't matter where you are. The, the message is the same. One of the things that I've found ministering here is most people are familiar with religion. They're familiar with, with church, with basic understanding of Bible. They've gone through some kind of uh, Sunday school, something like that. And, and that's partly because we're in the Bible Belt. But uh, there, there tends to be more of a desire for people to argue and debate what they think and what they believe and, and their ideas. And, it, and it's not that I don't care about what they think. I do care. But it, it isn't always fruitful to entertain that. And one of the things that I see in the life of Paul is when Paul is preaching the gospel in Acts, he doesn't preach it the same way every time. The, the way that we see Peter preaching it, it's not the same as the way Paul preaches it. And Paul communicates his story, and I think that's a really powerful way of communicating the gospel, is I was a certain way, and then I met Jesus, and now I, I'm totally new. 
so that you you're emphasizing the that transformation from darkness into light and the reason that your testimony is so powerful is no one can take it from you like there's no argument that could ever take take away the power of your testimony and i mean i have a testimony i, I was um was a grew up in religion i would say that i fell away from the lord or was not saved depending on whether you have a uh once saved always saved theology or or whether you can lose your salvation i don't consider myself as having been saved until i was 25 because that was when i made a conscientious decision i'm giving you my life i had done some of the spiritual practices as a kid without full understanding of them but the surrendering of my life happened at 25 and when that happened, it was such a distinct difference from being a uh, horrible, horrible person. Not, not just in bondage, but I was not a good person. I can look at myself in, in, in that darkness and say, yeah, I was, I was awful before Jesus. Then Jesus comes in, and nobody can take that from me. I was depressed, and now I'm full of joy. I wanted to take advantage of anybody for my own benefit, I wanted to give things away. I wanted them to know the goodness of God. It's such a transformation that um, that no one can take it from you. And one of the things, this is just something that's kind of been on my heart for a while, is I had a friend who, who said, you know, I've been a Christian all my life, and I don't really have a big testimony, but I'm a Christian. I actually believe that I believe that one of the best testimonies that someone can have is I gave my life to the Lord as a child and I've been faithful all this time. That that is a greater testimony than, than someone like me who was so lost in darkness. It, it required a significant experience to save me out of that darkness. And I'm not saying it's, again, it's a both and. We celebrate what the Lord has done, not an either or. Um, but there is also, this, this is just something that's been on my heart even in the last week or so. There's something about lukewarmness that, this is why I also don't, don't say that I was a Christian as a, as a growing up, was it was just religion. Like I just did what I did. I, if you'd asked me, I'd have said I was a Christian, but did I have a real relationship with Jesus? No. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know you could hear God. I didn't know any of those things. And something that the Lord has put on my heart, that's, it's kind of, it's one of those scary things that he, he says, um, the loudest sea in church in the book of revelation that that's identified as lukewarm. He said, it'd be better for you to be hot or to be cold, or I'll spit you out of my mouth. And I was asking the Lord recently, why did you use that language? Like, why are you going to spit them out of your mouth? And what he communicated to me, it wasn't verbatim word for word, but what he communicated was that church, if they were inside of me, and when I spit them out, they are no longer in me, which is a scary thing to think about. And, and I think that a lot of, a lot of people that identify as Christian don't know that they're in that lukewarm place and my hope is that god just puts the shock paddles on them and wakes them up yeah i think that's really good you know what you're talking about is everything from your testimony to the 
Laodicean church, uh, lukewarm versus being hot or cold, you know, because if you have encountered him, uh, you've encountered Jesus, you shouldn't be the same, uh, you know, and I, it's sad, but it's true. There's a lot of people, I tell this often to Hannah, is how people have these encounters with God, but they still don't, they don't respond to that encounter, you know, yeah. and that's the key is that these both of us and different people that are listening, when you're sharing the simple message of the gospel, you're sharing your testimony, you can say, I encountered him, and because I've encountered Jesus, I responded to him as Lord, I responded to him as Master, and I haven't changed from this day forward. And that's really key, because if, if not, then how in the world are you going to share the gospel? Right. You're going to see sharing the gospel as a duty, you're going to see sharing the gospel as a religious act, it's something I have to do, but when you got something in your heart, and just like you were talking about with Jesus, where the he spits you out when you're lukewarm. But when God is in my heart, the natural thing is I have to spit him out and share him with others. You know, yeah. it's just this overflow. Yeah. If he's in my heart, I'm going to share. And it's I've got to talk to others about who he is. Yep. And even if it's not the most pretty sharing in the world, it may be the most... You may feel at times when you're sharing the simple message of the gospel that you're all over the place and you're you're sharing about Jesus doing this and that. You know what? I believe that God delights in that. And so if you're yep. if you're just beginning and sharing and you don't know how to articulate it, just share what he's done because like what Jeff's saying, Jeff, I've seen it, Jeff, and you'll hear it in the next episode where he shares uh, some of his testimony. Uh, but if you think about Paul, he had that encounter with Christ that changed his life and and every person as we think about the gospel it's going back to what we were saying originally is it's it's jesus jesus is the core and the center right. of the message and i i believe that jeff carries that uh and he's talking about that and so you know as as we look at this is the gospel and the simplicity of it i know before we jumped on you were talking about isaiah 53 hmm. you're talking about how that connects uh maybe even paints a better picture at times of the gospel than some of the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and so I don't know if you want to share a little bit about Isaiah 53. I know in times I've, the Lord's taken me through Isaiah 53, and I would say a similar deal where it is, uh, it paints this amazing picture of Christ. I think it's even Isaiah uh, 50 where it talks about them plucking out his beard, where you start to really see what he experienced in the Gospels. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like you get into the very nature of what he was experiencing to what really was going on because we get some glimpses in the gospels of what happens at the end of his life but i think isaiah 53 does help paint that picture so i don't know if you want to talk about some of that and some of the things you've experienced about uh just experiencing being with christ and his suffering and laying down your life so uh if you want to share about that that'd be awesome yeah there there's really two different uh aspects of the gospel that the lord has been emphasizing to me one of them is the person of jesus his his personality we, and we tend to think of him, if, especially if we have a religious background, as, um, as somehow that he wasn't human. Because he is fully God, he's also fully human. Um, a friend of mine who, when, when establishing this point, uh, he, he would say, you know, Jesus farted, which, <laughs> which is just, you know, you, everybody starts to kind of cringe a little bit in the room as soon as you say that. But the reality is he's fully human. And... And he experienced humanity in a very real and intense way. Um, and one of the things that the Lord has been taking me back through in Isaiah 53, we see some of the emotional things that, that Jesus experienced. You know, he preached the, 
we get in the gospels the message that he preached of the heart of the, the heart of the father and the gospel of the kingdom but but it's not as much of what he felt there's times where he wept you know we can make observation in, in the gospels but um but in isaiah 53 uh and the lord had recently brought me back to it there was it, it talks about how he felt that he was despised how he was and we see this with the pharisees with with all of israel despised and forsaken of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief like one from whom men hide their face he was despised and and we did not esteem him and it goes on to talk about how he carried our sorrows and he was smitten by god and and one of the things that's that's stood out to me is how he the reason that he carried sorrow, it's not like Jesus was walking around depressed. It was the sorrow that he felt was he knew the truth and they couldn't hear it. Like he came to his own and his own didn't even receive him. Like this is the one who for all of time, all of the prophets, everything has been leading up to him coming onto the earth. And now he's there and they can't hear him. And you know, I went through something recently that was just a different type of trial of uh, experiencing rejection from, from people that I really authentically care for. And it was like when I would speak, they couldn't hear the words that I was saying. And I never really connected what I had gone through with the experience of Jesus until I was in prayer earlier this week, actually. And just was was in the spirit and, and hearing the Lord really clearly and enjoying his presence. And Isaiah 53 comes to mind that he was a man of sorrows, that he was rejected by the very people that he loved. And, and then the Lord, just in that moment, you know, sometimes when, when God gives us, when we have an encounter with him, it's not always in English and like narrated like it is on a movie. But in the moment, it was he connected the thing that I had just gone through with his experience as he was walking the earth. Now, that's not to say that what I went through was in any way, you know, equal, but that I had gone through a sense of rejection and was somehow now able to empathize with the experience of Jesus and understand, not just conceptually understand, but to really know what it felt like for him to walk the earth. And in that moment, he was asking me again, it was, do you still want to know me? And not in a way of, not in, not in any kind of challenge, but it was, there was a, a degree of awareness that you can know and, and experience Jesus in a deeper way the more that you say yes to him. And saying yes to him it's saying yes to the cross, and, and that's that's not just you know a a an idea or a concept. It's a reality of fully and completely denying and d dying to yourself to say yes to Him. And most of the time, we think that we've done that, and then you then all of a sudden you find you know some circumstance where you want what you want, and you want to not do what the Lord is asking you to do, and that's when you go through that process again of I'm following you, Jesus. I'm not, I'm not going to do my own thing. So that's what he happened to me recently. Just 
starting to understand his experience of life. Yeah, I think that's really key because there are a lot of times, uh, you know, you can experience rejection from a random stranger, right. uh, you know, and sometimes people that are listening that, you know, you may be afraid of re- rejection from some random person that you're trying to explain Jesus to. But, you know, as we all know that sometimes when you get rejected by those that are closest to you, uh, you know, it's how are you going to handle that as well? And that's where the gospel comes into play because you're able to bear what you're able to, to bear and to walk it out because Jesus also uh, walked this out, you know? Right. And, and if you think about it, like with Jesus, his, he had 12 and he, when you talk about rejection, he even had Judas who, who betrayed him, yep. you know, and he was within him for uh, the circle for, for three years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we need to realize that we can forgive. We can, we can see what Jesus was carrying uh, that his closest friends were rejecting him, the world was rejecting him, and and that's what people that are listening, you've you've experienced that. We've all experienced that. But how do we live within Christ and be with Christ and follow Christ and not get offended and say I don't I don't want anything to do with God anymore. I don't want to. But you know what? Like what Jeff's saying is that Christ has experienced those things, and because we're in Him, those things are going to come. Right. And how do you handle it? It's it's becoming one with him. <laughs> right. And so I, I don't know if you want to say anything more about that as we start to, to wrap up today's show. Well, it's 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 just that, you know, he's an advocate on our behalf, but but he's an advocate because of what he experienced, that that it's not like he's he's disconnected from the human experience that whatever we're going through, that's those are things that he has felt himself and that he's not just doing it from a place of duty, but a place of empathy and compassion. Uh, that's, that's, his, that's the place that he, that he intercedes on our behalf from. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, those that are listening, it's, it's trying to figure out how do I apply this to my life? How do I apply what we've talked about today, everything from the simplicity of the gospel to what Christ experienced on the cross and us following him? And so... I don't know if Jeff, you have just some practical tools of how we can implement this into our daily lives, into our jobs, or, or even in our, our just seeking and following of Christ. That you just want to just give us a practical kind of takeaway from the day uh, that you would like to give people real quick. Yeah, I I think, and this this takes a degree of self awareness, which sometimes we lack self awareness, but no matter what what somebody's life situation is at some point they've experienced uh, somebody doing something against them. Right. And, and the way that we continue to progress in our spiritual walk is not to, to hold on to any of the unforgiveness or any of those things, regardless of what the experience is that we've been freely forgiven. So we freely forgive. Blessed are the merciful. They receive mercy that our responsibility is to forgive those who've sinned against us. And, and whether it's another believer or it's an unbeliever, the truth is, if that person knew your value in Christ, they never would have done those things. If they knew who they were in Christ, they never would have done those things. And and for so much of the body, it's such a limiting factor of what they feel and why we're angry and hurt and all of these different things that happen, not just in, in church situations, it happens at work, it happens in relationships that the way that we move forward is in the same way as Jesus continued to walk in love, carrying the sorrow, but walking in love, 
that we can do those same things that we can forgive freely and walk in love. That's, that's really key. You know, those that are listening, apply that to your life, apply it to your, your family, your friends, your, uh, people that you go to church with, uh, because these things may have already happened. There's things that are headed your way. And I encourage you to walk in love, to look like Christ and, you know, jokingly but serious don't get offended you know (laughs) and because those things if you can stand and become like christ and not allow what people are doing against you to produce sin within you uh, you can manifest christ to the world and and i encourage you to ask the jesus for a fresh revelation of who he is this week as you're at home and you're going to go out and share who christ and what he's done in your life Ask for a fresh revelation because as you see him, you can share him with others. And so uh, tune in to next week, uh, as, or I guess it'll be a couple weeks before we release the next show. But in a couple weeks, I'll be interacting with Jeff uh, actually here in the, the Dallas area. And uh, we have a time where we talk to a couple, a family, a married fam- a man and a woman in a Target parking lot. And they have their kids uh, as well. You'll hear that interaction. So tune in to that live interaction that we will talk about next week. Uh, Bless you guys and uh, hope you join us next time. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Christ Reward podcast. Stay tuned for more live interaction and training in the next episode. May you be encouraged to walk in greater faith this week.